1: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of our six-part series on our new book, Breaking Up With People-Pleasing, Is That Okay? I am Mm -hmm. Aubrey Henderson. I am here with my friend, Andrea Seidel, and today we are diving in to Chapter two, Why Do We People Please. Now, if you haven't listened already to part one, go back and listen to that first. We are kind of covering all of the chapters of the book in order, giving just a little overview, a little taste of what we talk about in the book. And as always in the show notes, we'll include a link uh so that you can, you know, purchase the book to have a copy for yourself. Like I said, we'll give a little taste today, but if you really want the full experience and to be able to dive in yourself, you are gonna want a copy of this book.
0: Now I just had a great idea, Aubrey. (laughs) Yeah, I think we should have everybody take a screenshot of these episodes that they're listening to, and that'll enter them into a draw for us to give away like five to ten copies of this book. What do you think? Oh my God, I love that idea. Yeah. So then every time, but they have to tag us, so they have to tag us. We'll put everything in the show notes. We'll put your podcast, my podcast, our Instagram feed, and everything, so that we can
1: they can enter in the draw, and we will send them if they win. We'll do a draw. This is amazing. So, okay, so let's do this then. Take a screenshot as you are listening to this episode, share it to social. You can tag me and Andrea. We will include our Instagram handles in the show notes, and that will enter you into a drawing to win a copy of our book. And we can announce the winners. Let's say, a week after we release these, so Thursday, November twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, we will choose winners. Yay! Sound good? Amazing. And if you're listening to this after that, that's okay. You may have take a screenshot. Miss the window, you can still take a screenshot. If your people please,
0: are please us.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. amazing.
0: All right. So we are, if you haven't listened to chapter one, where we've talked about what is people pleasing and kind of gave you ideas of the negative effects that people pleasing can have, I would really recommend to go back to that episode. Um, but now we're going to de- delve into why do we people please, right? If we know that it's, you know, sometimes exhausting, it's, you know, it, we, it fosters resentment, sometimes shame, guilt, and we can't say yes to everybody and then we feel so bad when we do have to say no, um, um, so why do we people please, you know, why do, why does people pleasing even happen um, It's really, and how do we know if it's actually harmful, how do we know if it's not just caring, um, and when it's, it's gotten to a point where it's limiting us in our relationships. So let's talk about that. We're going to talk about discovering some of the common reasons why humans actually engage in people pleasing. And then we're going to also talk about some of the root patterns and causes um, that maybe contribute to people pleasing. So let's do this. And also how people pleasing can be fulfilling, right? Because there's got to be a reason why we do it.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, with this chapter, I think the thing that that's really important. And I think this can be a sticky spot for people who are struggling with people pleasing, because, you know, I think many of us, and this was true for me, and I don't know, Andrea, if this is true for you, but when I was very much like active in these patterns and not, you know, working to deconstruct them. And it's also worth saying that we both would call ourselves recovering people pleasers, right? We're not like, we haven't like, Quote, fixed or healed from this, you know, it's it's eradicated from our lives necessarily, right? Both of us have done a lot of work to, you know, build new skills, new strategies, which is what the book is all about, right? To kind of incorporate this into our lives differently. But we both still have, you know, these kind of underlying stories and tendencies that are part of who we are. And so none of this is to say, like, it's problem solved. We're over it now. You know, (laughs) we are we are very much actively recovering from this ourselves. But when I was struggling with this the most, if somebody had tried to tell me, hey, there's like a need that you're getting met by doing this, right? Like you're, you're not a people pleaser in a purely selfless way. There, there is, it's meeting a need for you too. I would have been like, um, how dare you? No, it's not like, I'm a selfless human. I just am deeply generous and care about others. And I, I wouldn't, I don't, it would have been hard. I think for me, at my lowest points to be able to really see that this was also meeting a need for me and that people-pleasing behavior, I think for, for most individuals, it, it meets an internal individual need. And that's kind of what this chapter really starts to talk about is, is what some of those needs might be. And so I would just say, if it brings up feelings of defensiveness for you as you, as you listen to this or as you read, that's okay, right? Just yes. you can acknowledge that and still be, be open to it. You can hear that and think, oh, that's not me. But I would encourage you to still just listen and just keep an open mind is what I would say. Yes.
0: And I love um, the fact that it's really, it's, it's almost hard to admit this. It's almost hard to go into it in such a way that's, you know, being honest with yourself. And one that really stands out is that we often give of ourselves. We often go into people pleasing. We often have this love and care and support for other people um, with this hidden desire that we want these other people to treat us in the same way Like we, we secretly wish like that they would be that nice back to us. Mm -hmm. But we obviously don't have control over other people. So there's that hidden motive
1: there as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think that is really important to be able to recognize and name that because that's what makes it especially painful and especially difficult when we are engaging in people-pleasing behavior, when we are prioritizing others and they don't reciprocate. Right. And I think this, this can be tough because often as people pleasers, we give and give and give. And when we don't have boundaries or when we're not communicating our emotions or our limits, then others are not going to realize that we're struggling. And when we don't give others clear indicators or clear feedback about how their action or inaction is impacting us, they have no reason to think that they need to be showing up differently with us. And so it gets us stuck in this cycle where we think, Oh, by treating people with this, you know, love and care and acceptance, I'll get the same back, but other people are not giving the same back and are continuing to get the love and care and acceptance from us. So we are perpetuating a cycle that continues to deplete us over time. And it, it perpetuates that exhaustion and that resentment. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you're probably listening to this. I know, I know this part was kind of, like, no, I'm giving selflessly, like, you know, but the part of it's <laughs> yeah. like, so it's, all, it's almost hard to take this in, but at the same time, it's true. Like you, you're you're showing up to the world in a way that you feel is you know helpful and joyful and all you really want in return is that same joy and love back and that that sometimes might be the re- the reason we are giving so much of ourselves is because we secretly wish that we would have that same you know that that same kindness returned back to us but i have to say though right like showing up with kindness you know the whole law of karma and things like that you will have lots of wonderful um, positive reflected back to you and see, I'm still in that cycle, Aubrey. Did you see how
1: I did that? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yes. But I think that's true. I think there are, it's, it's a delicate balance, right? And that every, every individual person has to figure out how this is going to look in their life. Right. And everyone who reads this will take something slightly different away, which I think is what's so beautiful about this is that there's so many different humans who struggle with this. And that means that there are so many different ways that you know, this book could be helpful or ways that you could apply this. But, you know, like you said, somebody might be projecting energy of generosity and kindness and love into the world. And yes, that is going to reflect back positive things for you. But a way to sort of even deepen or increase that level of abundance is to be able to not only be projecting that into the world, but also be communicating what it is that you need or want in return, true. Right. And so by not being able to do that, you're, you know, you're limiting the amount of love and care that can come to you. And I think for a lot of us, we don't believe that we can ask for the things that we really want, which comes from a deep seated place of not believing that we deserve the things that we really want, right? Or that we deserve the love that we really want. And so that's an, as, and throughout the whole book, we'll continue to dive deeper into all of these things. Right. But I think, you know, the important thing here is recognizing that, that often we are people pleasers because we we actually want that same love and care and consideration and time investment that we give to others and so you know something really powerful that you can do if you find yourself in a moment of like ooh okay actually and if you're listening to this and you're like well, maybe I do this maybe I don't I don't know the next time that you're going to you know Offer to do something for somebody, or the next time that you are making an effort on someone's behalf or going a little bit above and beyond, is stopping to ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? What is my motivation here? Right? That simple act of just noticing what your motivation is and be really honest with yourself, right? It's just you and yourself and your own brain at this point. You don't have to tell anybody else. But, you know, asking yourself, am I doing this because I want a particular thing in return from this person? And if the answer is yes, then pausing to ask yourself, okay, but why don't I feel like I can ask for what I need from them directly? Mm. You know, why do I, Yes. yes, yes, exactly, exactly.
0: I love that question of, you know, if you're thinking or wishing that it was going to be reciprocating or your care was going to be reciprocated. Um, And I love that idea, too, about getting honest behind looking at the why, getting honest with yourself about the why. I mean, we're not saying to not be kind and generous and giving, right, but just stepping back and kind of looking at that why. Um, And, and also I love that idea too, of finding yourself, when you find yourself shocked that, you know, others like lack in caregiving and lack in support um, that shows you right there that you're, you were looking for that same level of care and um, reflected back on you. It's a great reflection tool just to
1: think about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, throughout this second chapter, we talk about kind of some of these, and I I will refer to this often as sort of the stories we tell ourselves, right? Or the narratives we have about ourselves that contribute to people pleasing in some way. And so, you know, there's, this is by no means meant to capture every single person's experience, but these are some broad themes, right? And one of them is sort of this idea that, people pleasing becomes kind of your your purpose or your identity in life. So the way that we kind of reflect this is, is this notion that if I don't make other people happy or make their lives easier, then my own life has no purpose, that's, right? That's a big one. I think it's a big one. And that's I think it's so a big dependent. one for a lot of people. Yes, exactly. It's sourcing your identity from your ability to make other people happy. And again, this is a place where people can, you know, start to feel a little bit defensive. And, you know, I know many people I I would consider myself among a group of people that really like feel like part of our calling and who, you know, who we're called to be in this world is to to be a positive force for others, to be in service to other people. And I think that is a positive thing. Loving others is a positive thing. Caring is a positive thing, yes. but doing that without any guardrails, without any boundaries, without any consideration for mm-hmm. your own worth and your own well-being, and and feeling like you have no inherent value beyond that is where it becomes an issue and where all of these kind of toxic side effects of people pleasing come in.
0: Oh my gosh! You you just you know bingo on what you just said. Like I love the the railings, you know the the boundaries. Yes. And- um, and then when it is, it does become, you know, a problem when you're exhausted and depleted. And what comes up for me too, as you were speaking, I'm thinking a lot of my people pleasing was because I wanted to be liked. And so mm. I would, you know, go above and beyond to make, you know, others happy and smile. And, you know, and, and sometimes I would get depleted myself. Like a lot of times not, right? Because people pleasing and kindness can actually be really, you know, life-serving as well. But then again, like you said, questioning that, like, you know, when, when your people pleasing is exhausting you and, 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 and also making you hold yourself back. Like, I mean, I, sometimes I wouldn't even post things because I don't want to be, I say to myself, I go, I don't want to post things because I don't want to be in, in people's face all the time. Oh my God, here's Andrea girl again. Right. (laughs) But then it's like, you know what? Like I'll be a disservice if I don't show like, let people know, let the world know of the the support that I can offer them. So it's almost like this thing is like, I don't want to upset people, but the same time I you know I'm I'm at the detriment of myself not posting, you know. And so Yeah. So there's like things like that. And I, am sure people listening to will identify with that, like wanting people to like them, wanting people to love them, wanting, you know, to be accepted. I mean, this goes back to our reptilian brain, right. Where we hunting and gathering, like if we're, you know, an alone, uh, an alone wolf is a dead wolf, right? Like, so you want to be in your pack and and that whole idea of being accepted and wanted and, and, you know, is, is
1: really like, it really is prevalent. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think, you know, I think finally, there's sort of three main themes in this in this chapter, right? We've talked about kind of, you know, people pleasing because we think that it, it's going to get us the love and acceptance we want from others, right? We talked about people pleasing as sort of being central to our identity. Who am I if I'm not helping other people or making other people comfortable, right? Will I be liked? But then I th- there's another piece that I think is really important to talk about, which is that People pleasing, and this codependency comes in here really big too. Is that people pleasing for many people is a way to kind of immerse yourself in the worlds of other people's problems or other people's emotions or other people's challenges as a way to escape your own? Ooh, and you to say that again, say that. <laughs> so, people pleasing is a way that we immerse ourselves in other people's problems or our difficult emotions as a method to escape our own. Mm -hmm. So I talked to a lot of people pleasers who basically, and this is something we dive into big time later in the book, but we're basically our own negative painful emotions are our, our biggest fear. We're like, we will not go there. I'm fine. I'm all good. How are you? Right. How many times, like if you're listening to this and you're someone who identifies as a people pleaser, I bet that when somebody says, hey, how are you doing? What's going on with you? You're like, oh, I'm good. Everything's good with me. How are you? You you quickly as possible redirect it to the other person because you are way more comfortable being in other people's drama, other people's life problems, other people's feelings than in your own we are uncomfortable sitting with our own difficult emotion and people pleasing lets us find meaning or find comfort in helping with other people's issues rather than actually looking at our own
0: avoiding them yes so true oh my gosh that is so true it's almost like okay wait a second what am i needing wanting and you know feeling it's like yes like- I would, and you don't even want like sometimes one of the tools or the strategies or the reasons why, which is what we're talking about, is that we are avoiding some of those maybe internal struggles or challenges or or painful emotions, right? Or just even emotion in general. Um, yes. And it's so true. I love that you use that example because it's like, yeah, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Yep. <laughs> Tell me about you. What's going on in your life? I remember I used to have conversations with friends and it would be, you know, all about them and their, like, granted, I was asking questions and like interested genuinely in their life and I get off the phone. Yeah. And- hmm, I didn't even really say anything that's going on in Andrea's life, you know? So um, little things like that. Cause then I felt, see, I felt a bit of disappointment after that conversation. So that shows that, you know, I needed to also honor
1: what it is that's going on for me as well. I love that. Yeah, Absolutely. So I think, you know, as as we go through this chapter, that's, you know, those are kind of the three main themes is this idea that one, we, you know, And we're looking again at kind of the global we, like, why do we as human beings engage in people pleasing? If we know that there are these negative side effects, why do we do it? And this outlines some main themes of what those reasons might be. So, you know, A, we people please because we think that it's going to help to fulfill those emotional needs of love, acceptance, care from other people. We think if we care enough, they will show us the same care in return. It's that, you know, people pleasing can become so central to our identity, to who we are that, you know, we then lose sight of who we are outside of it. (laughs) So we completely, you know, disconnect from any inherent value or worth that we have just as an individual um, outside of what we can do for other people or how we make other people feel. And then finally, what we just talked about, that people pleasing allows us to avoid looking at our own pain by letting us fixate on other people's pain or other people's emotions instead. And so these are, you know, some examples of what, what might be showing up for you as a as a people pleaser what um, you know what's some of that rationale as to why and you know the needs that it might be meeting and you know as we dive not into meeting. <laughs> or exactly or not meeting and so as we dive into the next chapter in the next episode we'll look at uh chapter 3 where we'll actually transition into the next sort of part of our book where we switch from self-awareness into self-compassion and so as we switch into (laughs) yes yes as we switch into chapter three we're going to focus a little bit more on why you as an individual may be kind of engaging in some of these people-pleasing behaviors why you have developed these these habits in your relationships and in how you show up and exploring a little bit more about your personal story around this so that will be in our next episode that's
0: exciting. And then we're also going to delve into, the you know, like, how do I stop people pleasing? Right. So we can isolate, we can become aware, we can exercise some self-compassion around it. But then we want to really figure out, you know, like, like what, like how they, you can stop people-pleasing and yes. then offering also going into the part two when these next episodes coming up, we're going to talk about self-care. How do I please myself? So turning that people-pleasing inward on you, pleasing you. And then we're going to talk about how do we thrive in relationships? So yes. we have so much, ma- so much content coming your way. So I hope you stick to this whole series, um, six part series for our podcast. And we're so happy to share the content. Some of the content There's a lot more in this book. I'm with you breaking up with people people pleasing. Is that okay? By Aubrey Henderson and myself, <laughs> Andrea Seidel. All right. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want additional support, you can head on over to my website at Andreasidal.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone going through this struggle so that we can all work together to take back our lives and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes every single week so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.